This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hey there, hi there, this is Carol Reid and welcome to our show Surviving to Thriving in 90 Days with the 90 Day Divas. I'm Carol Reid and I've got Lucy and also Jen. Hello, good to see you again and good well to hear you again Carol. (laughs) (laughs) Jen's on the phone from the mighty Waikato and and Lucy and I are in the studio and we thought we'd just cover off um, what we would call our 10 top tips for um, starting your business and getting your business going. So really giving you a good focus. I wanted to let you know, though, to begin with, a little bit about goal setting. People are 65% more likely to achieve their goals when they've shared them with someone else. Even better, people are 95% more likely to reach their goals when they share them with a group and meet regularly to review them. And so, you know, you're tuning in here because the 90 Day Divas are here to help you and keep you accountable. And we're creating a community of like-minded entrepreneurs to be able to, you know, really infuse with you that knowledge, that um, inspiration, that motivation to really get your business thriving uh, within 90 days and then beyond. So um, we're going to go through and do these 10 little tips. And Lucy, you're going to take, take, take it away with our first little tip. Yeah, so tip number one, which might be a given, is a having a business plan. So here I recommend put some time aside and write down um, all what you need for your business plan, what, what are your ideas, who do you want to serve, why do you want to serve them, and put all the facts and figures down there. But again, don't spend too much time on that because it can get a bit depressing or a bit demotivating, so make sure you just keep it short and sweet. I say one to two pages. But be specific who you want to serve, like who is your target audience, who's your dream customer, and keep that in mind. And very important, you must feel quite excited while doing this. Awesome. Brilliant. And I think Lucy really touches on a really important point to not get too hung up on it um, because you're starting out. So things will become clearer as we as we move down the track. Um, the thing we always talk about in our group is taking imperfect, messy action. And so something is better than nothing, right? Uh, and then the second point I want to make is that you want to get a good business coach. And obviously the three of us can be uh, part of that equation, but it's really working on you know your why, getting you really um, clear on what you want and getting that personal vision and values together so that you're, you know, starting out and you've got something as a backbone to come back to a foundation to come back to because quite often we'll get you know uh, a little bit pushed around and you know the nose put us back and we feel a bit you know overwhelmed at times that you want to have a good basis a good foundation why are you doing what you're doing who are you serving as Lucy says and you know what is that vision what are those values you're trying to bring to to your community or to the people that you're serving there, just quickly to add on, I remember when I started my business, I also got a business coach and I really had to look through different coaches because I wanted to have someone who resonates with me mm-hmm. and someone that I could look up to and was already doing what I wanted to do. So she was quite inspiring and could give me a lot of tips. So make sure if you get a business coach, it's someone who might be doing similar stuff to you or you just like the way they do business. Absolutely. And that's why there's three of us, so that you can choose what you like and what you don't like. <laughs> exactly. So when you work with us, you've got all three of us to give you input and, and you know, you'll resonate probably with some of us more than others on different points. And that's the great uh, benefit of having a mentorship with us, with the three of us. Hey, Jen. 
Absolutely. I've got one more thing to add to that, and that's a great point because, you know, when you when you have a coach, yes, you've got to make sure that you do resonate with them so that you can communicate openly and feel comfortable. But I think, you know, having Bosch, um, the, one of the main reasons that people have worked with me over the course of the last, you know, decade or so is because they need someone to uh, talk to who understands and even holds them accountable in a kind yet challenging way to actually do what they say they want to do. But I think sometimes people think, oh, you know, I can talk to my husband about my business or, you know, my friend. Well, you know, yeah, they've got, you know, your family is vested in what you're doing, but that coach is an unbiased outside pair of eyes generally. You can just add something different and valuable to the conversation. Mm. Yeah, awesome points, absolutely. And, and I, I mean, I guess that's another fair point too is that, you know, like you say, you've got other people, your family and your friends and things like that, and they do have that vested interest in you and they think they know what's best for you. Mm. Um, but the reality is sometimes when you've got someone on the outside like one of us, we can give you a, a, a sense of direction that perhaps you may not get from them. So that's totally. definitely the benefit. Yeah, awesome. Totally. So... Tip number three is going over to your name, brand, and your website. So here, really, with your naming, again, don't spend too much time or lose too much time with thinking what's the best name or what what could I do and what should it look like. I mean, here too, my tip is just make it look professional, sound professional. It will always be someone who will not like your name or will not like the colors or whatever you've chosen, but make sure it resonates with what you want to do. And then go over to your web presence there too. Keep it simple. You can start with a one-pager, a landing page, and then get that all up and running. Set up your emails that can, yeah, that is already one part. And then what I really recommend, because this is something I'm in or I see a lot, is that people do it themselves and then they get stuck. They sort of started with a name brand and then they started doing their landing page and realizing, wow, okay, this is not quite coming together the way they wanted it to be. And um, I really can just um, highlight, get someone to help you with this because you won't be saving any money. You will be saving time. And um, it's so worth it because um, you have someone who can do your whole search engine optimization, make sure the technical setup is right, and that doesn't need to cost the world. So just think about that one. Get someone who has done it before and will help you so you can really start focusing on running your business. Yeah, good point. Awesome. What else have we got, Lucy? So next is Jen. Clarify the specific problem. You know, sometimes, yeah, thanks for guiding me through the point of studies because I'm, I'm on the road to this. I'm not ideally placed to be looking at what you're looking at, so you need to guide me a little bit. But, um, yeah, point number four, make sure that what service or product you're putting out there is actually something people want. Because I think sometimes we think that it's a great idea, or <laughs> we've got a great idea, but when you really think about it, you really need to dig down and make sure that it actually solves someone's problem. If you're solving someone's problem then that's a great place to start from. You might have something that's viable. So, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Totally. Which sort of leads into with a target client. Which means that you were, um, the problem that you solve needs to be solvable for the ideal person that you want to work with. So if you have an ideal target or an ideal customer or client who you can clearly form in your brain that you want to work with, then that's who you're speaking to when you're creating you know, your marketing copy and your sales pitch and all that fun stuff because you were you want to be 
like that ideal um, prospect about the problem that you can help solve for them. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's our point number five, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to add to that too with that target market. It's often you of five or 10 or 15 or 20 years ago um, that you've come up with this. Quite often people sit on these ideas for a long time and um, and then they finally get the courage to, to do it. So um, as Jen says, it's so good to be able to really embody that customer because then you're when you're speaking to them and you're marketing when you're speaking to them you know getting stuff together putting the the product together you are in your mind have that ideal customer right Jen absolutely yeah which then goes to point number six and then we've got build a network build your network before you need your network (laughs) and the network basically you know you guys know it's the community, it's people who are going to support you, it's people who are going to help refer those ideal prospects to you. Um, and if you're sitting in a situation where you've got a ready network of people to call on, whether that's through physical networking groups in your community, whether it's online networking groups, whether it's, um, you know, business or social, you need that network. Because if you suddenly sit down and think, okay, I'm ready to launch, I need to build a network, it's too late because it takes a while to build those relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. and have really valuable yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your, your customers have to get to know, like, and trust you, don't they? As well as your referral network. So, um, you know, we often think we're going to get the hit the ground running and make those sales straight away. <laughs> and I think the thing is to realise that you know you, people are going to need to get to know you um, before they will necessarily buy from you, depending on what the product is. Um, but they, they're still going to need to understand, you know, more about it. And so, you know, it's, as Jean says, you, you want to be able to be building it strongly from the word go. And mm. there's another good saying there too, with the network is your net worth. Yes. And, um, yeah, just keep that in mind when you're building your network. Yeah. Absolutely. The strength of your network. And, and the then, strength of those relationships really determine, sorry, I'm speaking too quietly, the strength of your network and the strength of those relationships really determine how uh, how far you'll go in your success. Mm. Yeah. So point number seven is register for GST. Register for GST before you think you need to, before you think you should. And I know that, you know, you guys agree with this. It's one of those things where it's setting you up with positive expectancy for levels of income, right? And depending on who your ideal prospect is, uh, it adds to your professionalism when, because people are used to paying GST when they make a purchase, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, I think it adds to your professionalism and credibility. And just for those people overseas, GST is goods and services tax here in New Zealand. So if you're overseas, it's registering for your taxation, um, you know, payment that you would have to make on your goods and services if you have that in your country where you're listening from. And I remember too, my first year of my business, I wasn't sure if I should, re- well actually I was sure that I will register for GST, because what is it, 65 a year that you need to make? Not quite I sure. think it is. 60 yeah. something. Yeah. And I remember sitting there and going like, yep, that's what I'm going to make in my first year. And that was just a great motivation, because yeah. uh, why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then number eight is use as many tools, programs, softwares as you can. So one example would be use Zero for your accountant. 
it's really easy, straightforward. Um, there's different uh, accounting softwares. Me personally, I use Henry. I love that. I can send out quotes, invoices. If my customers don't pay, they get reminders, and I have nothing to do with that because it's that time. Or sometimes it can be a bit that uncomfortable time reminding your customers, "Oh, you haven't paid your bill." But it's all done through the system, so I have nothing to do with that. And, um, yeah, it keeps me focused on my business, my work. Mm. Good. So, you, so Henry, how, how do you it's, – it's, it's funny, isn't it? H-E-N-R-Y. H-E-N-R-Y. Yeah, so Henry, so that's a system. Zero, Z-E-R-O is another – uh, another system, MYOB is another system. I mean, there's QuickBooks. There's lots of different yes. ones. But I guess our point here is to get something that works for you that you have a little play with, or or what your accountant, um, you know, make sure that you have uh, that you that you want to be able to use and you and your to make things easier for you at the end of the day. Automate is the whole thing. Yeah, what we're saying. Yeah, that's true. You know what, ladies? One other thing that I used that was really helpful to me for a very long time was a, a system in a sheet for them called Pipe Drive. And it's um, P-I-P-E-D-R-I-V-E, Pipe Drive. And basically what that helps you do is track prospects through the sales process so that you don't lose track of people and lose track of potential um, customers and where they're at in your sales process. So it's quite helpful. That's an awesome tip. Mm. Um, and that was another thing I was going to say too, you know, databases and things like that. You know, when we started, we, we just had, and we've still got the basic database now. It's 20 years later in my other business. Um, and it's an ACT database. It's an old it's an old thing, but it works. And uh, it keeps a record of everything that we've put out in the market. So um, it's something like that where you can track, you know, how your customers are responding, something where you can track it, what you've sold them. You know, because at the end of the day, it costs, money to bring in a new customer but it costs less to retain them because every time you go out to get a customer it's costing you money so if you can keep your customers that you've got and resell to those current customers that's going to cost you less so your cost of sales will go down because you've got those current customers sitting there that you're going to continue to sell to and that's what we want to be able to build over time right Jen? Mm, absolutely so called the low hanging fruits isn't it yeah there's gold in your database (laughs) but there again we also wrote down or sort of mention is make sure yeah you've got friends and family who support you and help building your business but also make sure that they're the right people who support you the friends and family not all of them will be on your side yeah the other thing too i wanted to mention is you want to have like a specialist group around you so it's your external specialist team and and that would be for me someone like a banker or someone who under, who's who you can access funds with so um, someone a banker is, is ideal really you know your bank manager or, or a banker of some kind that um, will support you so that if you want to expand or you need more money or more capital or whatever you need you can contact them uh, the other one is a really good accountant and I can't stress this enough because when we first started we didn't have a very good accountant and we learnt a pretty hard lesson like a year later when we weren't paying enough tax and there was all sorts of issues that weren't done properly so getting a good accountant and how to find those is find them as a referral I would I would suggest that you ask around rather than just go to someone on the street um, which is what we did <laughs> that's how we came about so I would suggest that you ask ask other business owners and again in our community um, online you can ask us and we can give you referrals and things like that to different accountants but they are really important the other one is um, having a good insurance broker 
because if you want to be able to expand again or you know you want to be able to purchase a vehicle I know I've done this over the years I've gone to buy a vehicle um, bought it straight away like I bought one just recently and I called my insurance broker on the 24th of December and she's awesome she was on holiday but she always answers yep no problem Carol you're insured straight away so you want to be able to have that flexibility and have someone you can trust to be able to you know um, get all those ducks in a row in terms of that sort of stuff Uh, and the other one was was um, insurance broker, banker, accountant, um, and some kind of marketing specialist. Yeah, someone know. someone who knows a little bit more about the in depths of where you want to head to with that with that kind of stuff, or even help customers. you just running that business. Yeah, making sure it could be the coach. Maybe you just need the coach. Yeah, yeah, or a community. Yeah, maybe you just need that community where you know you can ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to add to that, Jen? No, you guys covered it. That's brilliant. That external team is so important, and sometimes you can delegate some tasks to that external team, so it frees you up to, I think as Lucy was mentioning earlier, it really frees you up to do what you need to be doing, which is uh, running your business and having good conversations with, uh, building relationships with folks who can support you and ultimately potentially become your customers. 100%. Yep, totally agree. And your accountant, a really good accountant, will take a lot of that weight off you. Um, you know, so you, it's just, I just can't highlight enough how important that is. So this might all sound a bit overwhelming, but um, if you're thinking about building your business or you have a business and you want to grow it or just can stay it the, the way it is, um, we've got a group and it's called Surviving to Thriving in 90 Days on Facebook. And we're really here to help you, support you, empower you, encourage you, motivate you to really run the business of your dreams. So Yeah, and they can also check out our website, right? Yeah, that's 90daydivas.com. 90daydivas.com. So we are the 90 Day Divas, Jen, Lucy and Carol. And uh, we hope you've, you've taken some things out of here. Jen, have you got some last words you want to add in? No, I'm good. I think probably the only thing I would say is, you know, don't allow it to overwhelm you. You can get bogged down in a whole lot of stuff. But as Lucy said at the very beginning, keep it simple. You know, sit down and write down on one page what you need um, to do to get to get going in your business. And as Carol said earlier, it is all about that messy, imperfect action. Just get into action. You can always tweak as you go. Yes, so true. And you don't have to feel isolated is the other big thing too. I know when Mm -hmm. I first um, started too, I I didn't know about networking groups and things like that. So I was busily working away. And the other thing, the other little tiny tip as well, is that I had my office right beside my kitchen. So I was in my kitchenette and uh, it was it was not a good idea. So I would suggest you have your office away from your living and everything else, okay? Because what used to happen is I would be cooking the dinner and then I'd be cooking the dinner away and then, oh, I forgot to do that thing. So I'd race over and do that. The dinner would burn. It would be a nightmare. I was trying to do too many things at once. So, you know, make sure that you have somewhere where you can also shut the door on it because otherwise you will just be, you know, sucked into your business all the time and you won't feel like you're getting a break from it. It'll be overwhelming it'll get too much so you want to be able to have a dedicated space make it yours be able to shut the door on it make it a spare room get a separate cabin outside as a as another um, business owner I know has just done recently you know whatever's going to work for you but but make sure you can actually shut the door on it and leave it behind right hey Jen totally totally (laughs) agree with it and just also another one is step by step don't let yourself get overwhelmed by all the work and yeah, all the tasks that you might have to do. And also remember, you want to have fun. It's your business. It's your baby. So make it good. 
can't have fun while I do it, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Cool. All right. Well, if you need to get hold of us, check out our website. Um, we would love to be able to support you. We would love to be able to, you know, really make your dreams become a reality with anything you've got percolating there in your mind. Um, or, you know, if you want to re- get re-inspired for your current business that you're working in and you want to be able to change it up, pivot it, you know, do something different with it, maybe get more into the online space, we can help you with all of those things. So reach out to us, um, direct message us through Facebook or um, send us an email through our our 90daydivas.com website. Uh, We would love to support you. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.